the starting lineup for your favorite Mount Sterling podcast and host Big Papa Sean Kuiper and co-host Big Country Adam Muncy and the other co-host it's the bread man Wes Crouch and the star of the show the mullet man himself Neil Payne we'd like to thank you for making from corner to corner the most downloaded podcast every Saturday morning at 3am and now the MoCo 4 Horsemen bring to you from corner to corner Hey everybody, you're listening to From Corner to Corner. I am your host, Sean Kuiper. I'm here tonight with Adam Muncy and Neil Payne. Guys, how are you tonight? Doing great. Absent, though, is the bread man. Uh, the, the bread silver man fox. is absent. The silver fox is absent. <laughs> yep, for sure. He is... Uh, he didn't die, so no, don't get worried. He's, we he's know okay. he's old. He's still breathing. <laughs> you know, and, and Sean, we talked about this this week. We are literally on the road to SummerSlam. Yep. No, like right now, while you're listening, we're on on the the road. road. We're headed to SummerSlam. Are you going to be on the road, or are you still going to be at Elizabethtown? Depends on what time you're listening. If it's an early morning, you're still in Elizabethtown. If it's a a Silver Fox listening time, then it's probably, I'm still in Elizabethtown. If it's a mid-morning listening time, I probably will have met up with you guys by then. So... We are definitely headed to SummerSlam this weekend. Are you guys excited? I cannot contain my excitement. Right. That's all I've we been thinking tell. about. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're you're glowing right now. Sean, calm down. Hey, it's not often I get a guy's weekend away, so, you know, I, I'm super excited. And then yesterday, Wes sent us the picture of the seats again, and it made me even more excited. And I was like, Did you get that? Did you get that picture? You actually got that text. Eventually. In, in a, <laughs> at 5 o'clock this morning, yeah. 130 texts come scroll yeah. through. Yeah, I, I did get that. And uh, those are some really great seats. They would be fantastic seats for a football game. And Oh, right on the 50-yard line. We're going to be on the camera side, right? Our camera side. Man, we're going to take signs, right? I don't know, are we? I mean, I can get Caitlin to make some signs. Will they let signs in? Right. Are, are they going to let us take the signs in? Are they not allowed? Are you not allowed to do signs anymore? Sometimes they take them. It just... oh. depends on what they say, I right. think. I wouldn't imagine Caitlin Crouch would make anything that would be too. Well, I, I mean, I was thinking Moco Four Horsemen. For a split second, I was like, Caitlin Crouch? Who is Caitlin Crouch? <laughs> and then I forgot that we arranged a marriage a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well. I'm just getting in the habit of right, going ahead right. and saying it. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> right. Right. Here we are starting season number two. We got a lot of positive feedback on our new logo. We look uh, good drunk. in granite. We do. Hey, we like you good. said, your beard has never looked better. It's I mean, never it, it was that good. super full, and then of course, you know, I have to go back and look at the picture that I sent for you to do that. I'm like, I have the good. Like it's like you, I, you purposely sent that picture. Did I do that? You, you did, okay. because my daughter and I were going to uh, Natural Bridge that day hiking, and my phone lit up, and she's like. Why is Neil making this face? And I was like, I, I don't know. Don't ask questions. Well, and, you know, he asked for 
a three quarter head shot. So that's what I sent him. And then he goes, Oh, I need one from the front, need both sides. I'm like, Oh, and then you wind up being in the grocery I, store. I was, I was in the toy aisle of Walmart <laughs> looking at wrestling figures. And you I had, didn't your, even, you I had didn't, your hat on backwards, so he drew it with your hat on backwards. Right. I didn't even look to see if anybody was in the aisle with me. I'm sure if they were, they were like, What is this guy doing? <laughs> He's just sending duck with <laughs> selfies from the side. <laughs> The, the funny thing about it is, is you know, I asked him if he could add the the four horsemen, the hands, and he's like, man, I don't know, that'll be pretty challenging. And I mean, he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. I, I think I think the, part, the the logo looks great. The Halliday family is treasured now in the corner corner they, they nation. Are, right. They're, they right. they will forever be friends of the program. And I had asked him. I said, do you normally you know share this stuff on your stuff on your your pages and he said yes and i said well will you wait till we do our logo drop and man it wasn't 30 minutes after we dropped it he was on twitter sharing it out and he goes man this was a fun project i just did for the guys from corner to corner and you know i, I was like man he was like waiting for that <laughs> when we get big and famous he will probably be our first inductee into the from corner to corner hall of oh yeah yeah he, yeah he definitely goes in the artist wing and we got to bring Roy in just because, you know, Doug's Roy's brother. He's dead. I know, but I mean in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, okay. Not, <laughs> not, like, we not, can't do that. Not, not <laughs> that from the dead. That's a different wing. <laughs> that, what, what is it? Uh, the posthumous. Yeah, that's yeah. the posthumously yeah. wing. Like, and then I thought for I was like, Adam's a pretty sharp sports guy. Surely to goodness he oh, knows Roy Halladay's yeah, dead. I, I, knew, I knew Roy <laughs> okay. unfortunately passed away. It was unfortunate. So, <laughs> Oh, man. I know there wasn't a lot in the big news, but there was a major thing this year, or this week, I'm sorry, in the warm-up. Yeah, there was. And I did tease last episode that your real gifts were on the way. I have your real gifts here with me. So before we get into the warm-up, can I hand <laughs> out my senior night gifts? Absolutely. All right. I'll start with Nils. Comes in uh, a nice alligator bag. I like this. Does your wife need the alligator bag back? She didn't even know I got it until okay, before okay. I came. I put like 20 pieces of tissue paper in there. Oh, yeah, it's nice. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. At, uh, Just like tear the paper out. Right. I don't even need to look any further. Oh, a Roosevelt's package. I tried to get something that I knew <laughs> you both would like. So, obviously, Neil, he's a Roosevelt guy. Look at this. So he automatically, like, his was a no-brainer what I was getting in. Look at this. Is that the Stone Cold shirt? Pretty good. That's really nice packaging. Wow. The Austin 316 that just recently came out. Boom. Thank you, sir. You're, you're you did not have to do that. Uh, and now, you know, it's funny because I told him right I said, man, you didn't have to get us gifts. And he goes, you know, my love language would be that I'm a giver. So. We can tell. Well, to tease, by the way, shout, oh. out, shout out to Roosevelt. Their bags are biodegradable. I, I noticed that. So. That <laughs> is a Dick Buckus signed <laughs> football. Wow. <laughs> That so, is awesome. So that actually is the first purchase I made on Pristine Auction <laughs> that kind of got me down this <laughs> rabbit hole. So, Rabbit-o. Sean, you, whenever, whenever 
Ashley's questioning why you spending so much money. It's your fault. It, it's Sean's fault. <laughs> that is that's awesome, man. I, there, I appreciate There is that. a case at the bottom. I had it all together, and yeah. then when I every time I'd go put it in the bag, it would fall apart. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put well, the case in the bottom. I got a new addition for my desk at work. Are you going to be a Bears fan? Right. This kind of forces me to be a Bears fan. <laughs> That's kind of what I was hoping. Actually, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about Justin Fields. Thank you, Adam, for, for sure. And, and 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 to, to tease, you don't know about this yet, but there's something in the works for Mr. Muncie. So <laughs> oh, when it happens, you'll be the first to know. Hopefully, I love it. It will be ready. By the time this show is ready to end. Oh, man. I can't wait. And it's just the start of something. I have I have other plans. <laughs> so, to the warm-up. Vince McMahon at 77 has announced his retirement from WWE. I I mean, as far as my whole life, obviously, that's all I've known. Vince McMahon, whether he's the owner, commentator, whatever role he's in, the villain with Stone right. Cold, he's just been he's been a big part of wrestling making what it is today. Right. I let the wrestling god take over <laughs> and just talk. Well, you know, I was telling I was telling Wes earlier, um, I think it was yesterday, that we were talking. I said, I've, like you just said, I've never known the WWE to not have Vince McMahon involved. Even when he's commentating, you didn't realize then that he was still calling the shots. He was head of creative. He owned the company. But when on our Top 50 show, we, we, we talked oftentimes that Vince McMahon kind of is professional wrestling because professional wrestling isn't what it is today if it's not for Vince McMahon. It never would have survived without him. No. I mean, he literally bet everything on WrestleMania 1. If WrestleMania 1 doesn't work, we're still watching area local wrestling. We're, I mean, if USWA is still around, we're probably still watching USWA in uh, out, of the, out of the Memphis territory. And that that is what it is. It's not the global phenomenon that it is today. Um, you know, unfortunate whether it had anything to do with it or not he has these scandals currently going on the hush money scandals uh, and we have talked about those on this show and you know people are quick to throw that up well that's probably why he's doing it he's also 77 like 77 and he looks 97 he does i mean he looks rough he does but he literally lives on the road. I mean, he's with he's traveling. It's not like he's doing well, this stuff from the uh, from his office. You know, there's reports that they're worried about him backstage. Like all the all the higher ups backstage now are worried about Vince because, as you said, he lived this for forty plus years. He has no hobbies. He has no friends. All he knows is professional wrestling. And he doesn't strike you as the like the Nick Saban that wants to spend time with his grandkids, right? I'm sure he loves his grandkids, but he's not going to be like, hey, let's go to Papa's house and swim in the well, pool or something. He's got like the that. one going to Indiana. I was going right? to say, the saving grace is he's got that son that's going to be at, or grandson's going to be at Indiana this year. Yeah. Now, I can't see Vince McMahon being at a whole lot of college football games, <laughs> but 
Maybe. Maybe. Right. So. He's going to have to have something that he's going to want to do. I think it could. He Yes, he's definitely going to have to. It, it, I mean, it has to happen. Because if not, I don't know how much longer he's going to have around if he doesn't find something to. Because it's just going to eat at him. I mean. He's 77. What's he going to go do? Go start another wrestling promotion? Like, no. <laughs> right. It's definitely a change of the guard. I mean, Laurinaitis got released. Which I told you all when all this happened. <laughs> that he's going to be the fall that guy. That Laurinaitis is the fall guy. Yeah. And and that's the way it looks. Laurinaitis was let go. Vince retired. Right. <laughs> Stephanie steps in Vince's role, and it looks like Bruce Pritchard has stepped into Laurinaitis' role. So, but I mean, how much longer can Bruce Pritchard keep this up, man? I mean, he's he's been around a long time too, probably the entirety of Vince's term. The so. key there is they brought Triple H back. He's now the 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 EV. Well, he got hit. He he's not now. He got his title back. He's the EVP of talent relations. So you got who, for the most part, he's widely liked. In the, in the business. So that should help with talent relations, obviously. Stephanie has grown up in the business. I mean, there's pictures of her being carried around by Andre the Giant. Like, right. when she talks about Andre, she gets emotional. Right. Stephanie knows the business. She'll do a great job of running the business. If, this is a big if, they can keep Nick Khan's hands and nose out of the situation. Yeah. I know he's the business guy. If they're like, here's the books, worry about the books. And that's what they should do. Let us worry about the business. You worry about the books, let us worry about the business. Right. Right. We wanted to make sure that we dedicated most of the warm-up to the Vince McMahon. There there was some, some other news things, but nothing as big as that. I mean, even if you're not a sports fan... You know who Vince McMahon is. Well, and it was breaking news on Fox News, on CNN, everything. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so this isn't wrestling. This is world news. Right. Because, I mean, Vince McMahon stepping down from a company that he basically created. He bought the WWF from his dad. Yeah. He turned it into the WWF. Made it a worldwide phenomenon, changed the WWE, went to even higher heights, and completely changed an industry around. Yep. Yep. 100%. All right. Now, it's time for the first half. Let the game begin. Do, 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 do. Like we said earlier, we're on our way to SummerSlam, the road to SummerSlam. Wes, stop slobbering on the window. <laughs> Got to watch out for Wes, all right? Dentures fell out. What are you most excited about? Whataburger? I think he's on record saying Whataburgers. <laughs> stop. Like, I think I even went as far as I'll get an Uber and go to Whataburger. What is it about Whataburger that... Have just... you never had Whataburger? No. It's really good. Now, we may go, and you may be like, this is the worst hamburger ever, and then we won't be friends. Well, I I mean. So, so who's going to get a more plain burger, me or Sean? That might, Sean! I don't oh, know. I'm not I a mean, plain burger Are you burger a plain guy. burger guy? 
I like bacon and cheese. That's about it. No condiments? No. You don't practice safe eating habits? <laughs> no. No. Wow. 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 You are the... No, I, I mean... You are the salt-free cracker I'm, of hamburgers. No, I'm mayo. No. I'm pickles. Uh, tomato. Then you, uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking... Give me the spicy ketchup and give me the mustard and the mayonnaise and the pickles. And give it all to me. I want it running down my arms. That's how messy I want it. <laughs> if they have one that has an egg on it, I'll probably eat that one, too. Yeah. Huh? I mean, that's just not my style. Have you tried a burger with an egg on it before? Uh, not with an maybe, egg, no. Maybe condiments haven't made their way to West Virginia. <laughs> no, that's I, the problem. I used to love ketchup when I was little. I think I burnt myself out on it. How? You don't even eat it with your fries? No. It's, what do you eat with your fries? Salt. Just put salt on. Wow. Wow. Do you like vinegar? No. Oh. Malt vinegar on fries is really good. Interesting. <laughs> I, mean, I think I have to find a new friend group. I think. I'm, you got Wes, though. I'm the cousin Eddie of this friend group. <laughs> I'm the outcast. I thought I was just the black sheep of my family. I'm the black sheep of this group, too. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I know you're excited about Waterbury. What about you, Adam? What are you most excited about? I'm just excited to get out with you all, actually. I think that. I be mean, fun. that's going to be a good time. All of us together, making memories in the car. I'm a friendship guy. I mean, I don't have a lot of friends. I mean, I know a lot of people, and I'm acquaintances with them and stuff. But the friendship with you guys is like a whole different level. I talk, I talk to you all more than I talk to my <laughs> wife, except this weekend. <laughs> except this weekend. Except this weekend. Sorry. Who's going to get in trouble for ignoring calls the most? I'm going to go ahead and say Wes. Okay, well, my wife doesn't call me. I'll probably get some text messages. I may get a call just because, but most of the time I don't hear from her. I'll get a lot of calls, but it'll be the boys. I'll get a lot of text messages. Is this going to be your first trip away from the boys? No. Okay. No, me and uh, some friends back home in West Virginia took a fishing trip last year. You're not allowed to have friends back home in West Virginia. Well, it was before the podcast. Okay. So it was okay. I'm excited for the actual event itself of SummerSlam. Waterburger will be fun. Top Golf will be fun. Are we, are we for sure doing that? I think it's on the books, isn't it? I thought it was on the books. I think he said it. I don't read those things, guys. I, I think he said 11. 10 o'clock. Was 10, it 10? It was 10. Oh, yeah, because they're central it's time. A, yeah. it's, it's 11 their time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm really excited to, one, see the Roman-Brock match. Because it's kind of up in the air. We we want to say that Roman's going to win and walk away with it. Who knows? Vince McMahon's gone now. And that might be the last time we see Brock Lesnar. It, it might be. He said, if Vince is gone, I'm gone. Supposedly. So, allegedly. And then he allegedly walked out. Uh, allegedly. And then he for sure closed the show. Right. After saying right. he's not on well, the book. It's so funny. He's not on the list. I, I, I was scrolling through, and I saw you'd already sent it out, Neil, <laughs> that he, or one of you, sent it out saying that he had left and then was back. Right? He probably went outside to... Get some food. Well, and that's what that's what one of the comments said. Oh, cool story! So he went to Jimmy John's and got food, <laughs> right, and came back. So I saw a, a, saw a TikTok that was like breaking news thing, 
And I just commented on it. I was like, he's already back. I had probably 15 people. How do you know this? How do you know this? I'm like, well, there's another report from him saying that he's back. Not to mention the fact he ended the freaking show. Well, and, and, you know, you have these guys that are big personalities. And they're in every sport. When the, when the money's on the line, he's a week out from the second largest payday of the year. The second largest payday behind, behind WrestleMania. SummerSlam's their number two pay-per-view. He's not walking out a week before. And then these reports that Goldberg was going to fill in. How do we even know Bill Goldberg is preparing well, for a match? They said he was backstage at SmackDown. How how would he be backstage if Brock literally just walked out? <laughs> do you just have him on standby? Uh, people just make this stuff up. Let Sean Ross right Sapp, I'm telling you. I would literally cry if that's wound up being the main event. And be like, hey guys, you ready to go? Because... <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I want to watch that match. I've told you all in the text. I don't know if you got it yet or not, Sean. Maybe you'll get it by Tuesday. If Bray Wyatt comes out and returns at SummerSlam, I'm screaming like a 13-year-old girl I, I at the Jonas Brothers concert. Right. I, I love Bray Wyatt. Well, and Wes is more ex- is really excited about seeing Bailey return. Isn't that right, Wes? That's right. Yeah. So, you know... It's not it's not that I like Bailey. It it it's just the art of Bailey with the hugs and you know just everything she stands for. Wow, Wes, that was that was a good answer. I, and, and I hope that she comes out just so you can witness that. And the Academy Award for best supporting role goes to Adam Muncy playing the part of the Silver Fox himself. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank I you. I tried to add the sound effects. <laughs> right, of him. It's every episode. It's, I'm, if we're going to start taping his hands to the chair, he probably wouldn't be able to talk if he we're didn't gonna, we're gonna make, his hands. Like, <laughs> we're going to make Wes like I do my kids whenever they're fiddling with something, won't leave alone. Set on your hands. Right. And they look at me like, Sit on your hands. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's 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 funny. On to the halftime show. Sponsored by Sean Stock Report. This is a new segment. Bye bye bye. This segment will be updated every single show. And it's gonna be my top five rankings. Of my fandom. Because everybody knows I'm a bandwagon jumper, right? Everybody knows this. You jump on the team that's the hottest at the right time. Right. Are you a bandwagon fan? I am. Now, like we said before the show. Maybe it was on this show. I don't know. My most loyal team is the Atlanta Braves. And, like Neil said. Like I said prior to recording, it's easy to say that when they're coming off the World Series. Right. But this is... Like, I think we all know. I want to talk to 1990 Sean Piper and see how long-suffering you were. I, want I to started talk to watching... 1996 Sean Piper after the Yankees beat him, right? <laughs> That's the one I want to I talk to. The one that burned the most 
was the 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 seven game the the ninety one World Series when they lost by one to nothing in that in game seven. Who did they lose to? Minnesota Twins. Kirby Puckett. Did Kirby Puckett have two eyes then, or was it just? One? I don't know. Sorry, I know Jack Morris pitched a seven or a ten inning shutout. Um, I've been a Braves fan since nineteen eighty six. Adam, what were you doing in eighty six? I wasn't even born yet. Neil, what were you doing in 86? Uh, Sucking out a bobble. A bottle. A bobble. <laughs> Words are hard again. Words are hard. <laughs> They're still hard this week. They're still hard this week. Uh, I would have been one, so uh, not much. Yeah. I might still be crapping myself, <laughs> which is funny because that's where Sean and Wes are now. <laughs> They're in that stage. They're of back life. in that stage, crapping themselves. <laughs> so I'm going to... Since you gave me the Bears football, I'm going to do an NFL edition. Will you spike week. it for us? No, I'm not oh, spiking that, it. That is not a spike. <laughs> like when I opened it, <laughs> it was like, what? I opened it, and the boys were like, "Dad, you get us a football?" I was like, "No, boys, this is not a football you play with. <laughs> this is one we just look at." And as Packer fans, we get it out of the house as fast as we it's can. Like, that had did to you, hurt your heart. Yeah, I was going to say, did your fingers burn a <laughs> little bit touching it? It did. <laughs> so, <clears throat> obviously, coming in at number one before the season starts, we're going to we're going to roll with the Chicago Bears at number one. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Like even Bears fans don't say that. It's. It's on my fandom list. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Ranking so, teams. So you're starting at number one instead of number five. Yeah. <laughs> Bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> so let's see if it pays off. So next week you can just flip it, and it's the same it's order. The same order. <laughs> bears are still bears are number five next bears, week. Next week we'll start at five. <laughs> this week we're gonna start at five. It's the Chicago Bears. <laughs> hey, it's my list. I can do it however I want to. Okay. Number two. The Denver Broncos, because I'm a Russ Wilson fan. Number three, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, because... Well, Josh Allen fan. You're a Josh Allen fan. That's, a, that's that bandwagon <laughs> thing there. They're building. They're going to be the next team to yeah, rise they're, up. They're building. Uh, number four, I would go with the uh, Detroit Lions, because... Dan Campbell. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Dan Campbell guy. I do like right? Dan Campbell. And then number five, I'm going to roll in with uh, the Tennessee Titans because I need Derrick Henry to be a beast in fantasy this year. So that's my top five this week. Hmm. So just to recap, we got the Bears. Yep. The Broncos. Yep. The Bills. Uh huh. The Lions and the Titans. Yep. Hmm. It's not a bad list. It's not a winning list, but other oh, than the Bills. Now you see why. Now you see why he's a bad boy fan. <laughs> other than the Bills, hey, the, the Bills are in the perfect opportunity to advance on the list. Listen, I got my fandom tattooed right there on the back of the calf, so I can't ever deny the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can never deny that. <laughs> I can't unless you put a big red circle with a line <laughs> through it. Hate the the only time. I've ever doubted whether I was a Packers fan or not was after Brett Favre retired, after he left. I was like, gosh, all this time, have I just been a Brett Favre fan or am I a Packers fan? Well, I went through a similar thing with Tampa. Between the Super Bowl year and Jameis Winston, 
when we never really had a quarterback? Because in the NFL, in football in general, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. Like, you can't win. Tampa won with Brad Johnson, who, by the way, he's a fantastic follow on TikTok if if you don't follow him. Big Bad Brad, okay? I had, I had no clue he was even he on does, TikTok. He does, like, trick shots with the football. It's a great follow, okay? Because he refers to himself as Big Bad Brad. That's worth it right there, all right? And aside from the big bulky elbow pads, he looks the exact same. Um. But we went through quarterbacks that are you're like, what are you doing? Like, are you even trying to win? Nobody thought any of the guys that they were playing at quarterback was ever going to be any good. And then, and I said, like, then we led up to Jameis Winston, and I was like, at least this guy won the Heisman, like maybe. And then he was terrible too. So then I figured it was our fate. Like, our fate is just to have bad quarterbacks. And then the football god spoke to us. And Tom Brady came rolling in on his golden horse. I mean, the perfect ending to that story would have been him coming to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like he did. Win the Super Bowl his first year. And just leave. Just just, just quit football. It's like, what else do you want me to do? (laughs) I went to one of the worst franchises in history. Go look at their overall win percentage. They're trash. Yep. Now, I have a friend who has argued the only reason Tom Brady chose Tampa was because they had the best weapons in the league at the time with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So then he goes and leads the league in air yards. So then what do you say? Well, I guess he only has guys that go deep. What? What do you want from the guy? Which is funny because we played in a fantasy football league with a guy who when Tampa signed Tom Brady, his statement was, he would have t- you would have liked him because he said, "I hope you like ten yard slant passes because that's all Tom Brady can throw." Mister Dink and Dunk, and then he leads the league in air yards. <laughs> well, and he won a Super Bowl with right. Tampa. So what well, do you do? And he put up, and, and he put up a better offensive year this past season than the Super Bowl year. Okay. They were still trying to figure each other out the first year. He's 44 years old and just led the league in passing yards. Yes, and is bringing everybody back other than a broken-down Rob Gronkowski. Is Chris Godwin going to be able to go? Uh, He'll come back at some point during the season. Jalen Darden, who I picked up in our Dynasty League, is looking really good in camp. Is he Is he going to fill the Chris Godwin role, yes. I think? I think, and, and I'm in the minority here, I think Todd Bowles getting the head coaching job over Byron Leftwich was a fantastic move. I don't think Byron Le- – cause, Todd Bowles was a pretty successful head coach with the Jets. Like, he was. Um, I don't think Byron Leftwich is ready. I think if Byron Leftwich was ready to be a head coach, he would have already got a head coaching job. Same thing with Behenemy in uh, Kansas City. I think if he was going to be, if they thought he was going to be a good head coach, he would have already got a head coaching job. I think he's waiting for the Kansas City job Which, because Andy Reid's kind of fizzled out again. Right, because that's what Andy Reid does. Yes. I, I think the enemy will be the next coach in Kansas City, who will probably make Sean's list at some point in time this season. I think, well, I, and, and to touch on this before we move on, and it's your list that started this, your stopwatch or whatever, your stopwatch or whatever you Stopwatch. Stopwatch, got it. Since Leftwich did not get the Jaguars job, he doesn't get a head coaching job. Unless he follows Todd Bowles in Tampa, and I think that could be the case. I could see that. 
I thought the Jags was a I done like, deal. Like it, like it made the most sense. He played for the Jags. He's loved in Jacksonville. He's one of the. I pro- think, I think it was just the fact that they knew what they have with Trevor Lawrence, and they had to get that veteran leadership in Peterson. But, and Doug Peterson does great things with quarterbacks. Yeah. He he does. He Nick Foles gave him a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can win with Nick Foles in the playoffs, you're a pretty good coach. Taking down Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. Yep. All right, that was our halftime segment, and now we're on to the second half. You brought this up the other day about Tiger Woods. Thanks to a sometimes listener who gave me the idea. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. I missed it. There was no cue. We were in unison like 49 minutes ago. (laughs) Looking at our phones. We didn't even look up and make eye contact. Yeah, I know. And you were amazed. I was. And then you drop the ball or this now. Because I didn't know it was coming. Oh. So. That's what she said. <laughs> See, I made it out loud this time. You told me Sorry, that if I was. Could you hear him? Yes, he yes. laughs. No, I mean, could you hear him oh, yes. on the show? Yes. Because I could hear him going, that's what she said. Yeah, it was like a well, slight whisper. And that's why I just texted out. I was like, if you're going to whisper, you just want to no, say it. Look, like, Wes and you were having this conversation. I didn't listen. I know I know manners, okay? I didn't want to interrupt the elderly while they were talking. So I just simply said, that's what she said. Under my breath, Adam heard me and giggled. Yeah. Like I do every time. And because that's what she said is funny. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure she did that. Or she did that. I'm pretty sure you did that a couple of times throughout the show. I think I only did it once. I only remember the one. I feel like I heard it twice. Because I feel like I texted you on the tw- on the second one. Tiger Woods' legacy. He's been through a lot in the last 10 to 12 years. Yes. With the, the divorce and then the car wreck that about killed him. We're not going to see Tiger Woods win a tournament ever again. I'm holding out hope that it could happen, but we won't see him ever win more than one. I think, I think, and and I and I say that before we get into the meat of the topic. I see that I could see one April at the Masters, he gets a magic run, and you look up and going into Sunday, he's in third place, and you're like, oh crap. Tiger has a legitimate shot to win this. I can see that happen. But is it likely? Probably not. Yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, I just don't think he has the physical ability. I mean, he wanted he was so excited about going to the open. And he like physically just almost couldn't make it through the second day. It, it's yeah. just there's just nothing left of him. He is so broken down and has had so many Injuries and surgeries. He's he's going to turn into basically like the Undertaker of PGA. Yeah, and he's going to be selective about tournaments he plays in, and he's just going to show up. And you may we may only see Tiger one time a year. Yeah, but Tiger up to this point, and this is what brought this on, has changed golf. Yeah. Yep. You know, you mentioned something on last week's show about us potentially doing a top 50 athletes of all time as, as a show. Is there any way that Tiger Woods is not on the Mount Rushmore? Yes, there is a way. 
I think he's definitely top ten. He's top ten. It'd be tough to put him in the four, I think. Really? I mean, you got to figure Brady's got to be there. Jordan's Jordan, got to be there. Bo Jackson's got to be there. And maybe Jackie Robinson? Why are you putting Jackie Robinson there? And Not that we're getting – I don't want to get sidetracked on that. I'm just curious. I think what because Jackie – Because of what he did? Not only what he did, but, like, he also changed the game of baseball. Yeah. See, this is this is this is why it would be good. This is exactly why. I mean, but with that being said, be I think you could make a legitimate case for Tiger to have one of those spots. Yeah. But right now, what is today? The twenty fourth. I am not willing to place him there. Whenever, if if and when we do the list, potentially. But as of like, he's definitely solidly in that top ten. Where he is in the top ten currently, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well. I guess it's on now. <laughs> my, my wheels are turning now. I'm trying to figure out where he would be in the top ten. Well, we just have to save that for when we get to that point. I think I think it's on now. I think that's our winter project. I think. Well, I think we started. At it. We're. I mean, we're on the road right now. We got nothing but time. <laughs> right. We, I mean, we we can't listen to ourselves on repeat. We can't. This is only going to be, what, an hour maybe of the drive? Yeah. And I'll probably miss most of it. <laughs> yeah, because you're only going to miss all of it. Wes probably. is going to want to listen to it as soon as we get in the car because he's not here. So, um. But Tiger, and this topic is is all about Tiger. That's, that, that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about how Tiger Woods changed golf. How Tiger Woods scandals changed him. We're gonna we're gonna do some what ifs. Like what if that doesn't happen? What if Tiger isn't portrayed the way he was to, from the media? Does does that affect him differently? And then what could have been? And I think we'll close with what's Tiger Woods' legacy. I think uh, I think that's that's that would be an interesting topic before we get to our grand finale. Tiger has the second most majors behind Jack Nicholas's or Jack Nicholas. Words are hard. Words are tough. I mean, there was multiple Nicholases. Yeah. And he was on that run. I mean, it was before the divorce thing and all that scandal come out, it was a no-brainer he was going to crush that record. 100%. It wasn't if, it was when. Yeah. I mean, they they were forecasting out like, okay, if he wins this, 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 by 2015 or whatever, he's going to break it. I mean, didn't he, he almost won all four majors in a single calendar year. Like that's ridiculous, yeah. And he definitely won them. Like the one he missed out on in the calendar year, he won the next year. Like something ridiculous, where it was basically if Tiger Woods was in the field, just chalk it up. You were playing for second, playing for second place. Well, yeah. and and we we made mention of this um, a couple of episodes ago that if Sunday rolled around and Tiger was within distance of you it was just a matter of you i mean most of the time they would crumble well look at david duvall any other era david duvall comes up in he wins a couple he he wins a couple major championships yeah he forgot how to play golf like he was terrible because he he buckled under the pressure of tiger woods yeah how many tournaments have we seen phil mickelson 
just fold with the lead because Tiger was coming up the leaderboard yeah. right behind him. I remember one, I think it was a major, He three holes to go, Phil's got the lead. T-shot comes, he puts it into the gallery. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, pressure can't be that much. It's like, what are you doing, Phil? Like, Well, we just watched the Open, and you know, Rory had a pretty good lead on Sunday. Rory didn't play bad on Sunday. It's just Caleb Smith played really good. Yeah. Or Cam. Yeah, Cam- Cameron Smith just ran ran past him. And you could see, because Rory was following Cam Smith, so he knew what was transpiring in front of him. When Cam took the lead, you could see the defeat on Rory's face because Rory all day long was four inches, three inches, six inches from a birdie, and just one right after another, he just kept missing them one right after another. And you could just see the defeat that he's like, I've lost this. I've lost it because I can't make a birdie. So, which leads me to my next point is the media, because we saw Earl, Earl Woods, there with Tiger, and you got to see the family videos and all that. He was tough on Tiger. Tiger Woods wouldn't be as good as he is or as good as he was if it wasn't for his dad's pushing. Right? I mean, I think we'll all agree with that. Yep, yep. But the media, it was such a feel-good story. The media took that and ran with it, and they made Tiger Woods out to be this good, clean, wholesome family guy. And we found out in the last 10 or 12 years, that's not Tiger Woods. Yeah. He, he has demons. He battles with things like we all do. So that so my question I pose to you guys, and I would like to hear your thoughts, if Tiger Woods was never portrayed as the good, clean, wholesome family guy that the media tried to portray him to. I mean, this is the guy who dropped multiple F-words any given golf tournament. Of course, a lot of that's the camera fault because as soon as he hit a bad shot, it's the camera right in his face. Like, yep. yeah, he's he's getting paid lots of money to, to hit a golf ball. He's really good at it when he hits a bad shot. I mean, when you're at your office you and you miss out on a sale, it kind of gets under your skin, right? Right. If I had a camera there and panned it right to your face, <laughs> we might see Sean Kuyper drop F-word. If you're on the line and you do something wrong on the line, same thing happens, right? Like, yep. that's what, like, that's my job. I try not to do that at my job because I don't I don't want to say those words in front of kids. But uh, you know, there are there are things that happen in our lives and at our jobs that if there was a camera in our face, they're going to catch us saying things that we shouldn't say. But if he wasn't portrayed the way that he was initially by the media, does the sex scandal that he came out with the the affairs and all that with the and and the divorce? Does that affect him like it did? I, I don't know how it couldn't. Just simply because it was all that was being talked about. But, devil's advocate, is it all it was talked about because of the way we thought he was? We had put him on a pedestal up here, and we were like, oh gosh! Well, I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but it's pretty close to the gambling Scandal that come out with Michael Jordan, you know when 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 he tucked down and ran to baseball. Yeah, because and well, the conspiracy theory is that was sort of his suspension from basketball for a year. That's why he took off and went to baseball. Yeah, 
May have been. May have been. Who knows? But but see that's that's prior to social media days, right? So you can protect him a little bit more that way. Tiger grew up in the social media days, and but I mean Tiger was playing golf at three. Yeah. At three. And it's like, he might be more of a family man now than he was before. Well, and I actually told Adam, who we talked about this last week at, last week at church camp, uh, that I think watching Tiger go from competitor to dad, his son Charlie is really good. Yes. Charlie's going to play pro golf. Mm-hmm. I can't wait... And it's going to, like, I look, I'm getting, I'm getting the goose. He's talking about it. I can't wait to the day that we're at Augusta and Charlie's walking up 18. And there's Tiger. Wearing the, wearing the hat like our old woods. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, because Tiger Dad isn't going to wear red on Sunday. No, but I bet Charlie does. That's going to be left for Charlie. Yeah. And he's not going to want to take anything away from Charlie. So, I agree with you. I think Tiger now is a much better better dad and better family man than he was 12 years ago. Yeah. But he's at a different place in his life. Yeah. He golf was everything. He lost it, lost his family and then realized golf's important but golf isn't everything. And you know we can't fathom the level of pressure that is on these athletes when they're at that level. Right? Right. It's not just, oh, Tiger Woods is in this tournament. It's Tiger Woods is expected to win every tournament. Literally, every move you make on a golf course and off the golf course is under a microscope. Yeah. Which we've talked about before, which makes things like what LeBron James has done, right. where he has he married his high school sweetheart. He surrounded himself with his friends. Because he doesn't trust anybody else. Right. He said, I grew up with these people. I trust these people. Yeah. There's no there's no affairs. There's no gambling. There's no tax evasion. Like there's none of that that you yeah. see some of these other stuff. His worst thing is the fact that he can't keep politics out of his mouth. He, he takes a he takes a social stance on everything. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. The one today that I would compare to Tiger when that scandal would be LeBron for all those things. Like yeah. he's got this image, like he don't go out on his wife. And it would like it would dev and I'm not a LeBron fan. It would devastate me if tomorrow breaking news was that LeBron James was found to have an affair on his wife. He had stepped out on his wife. Like yeah. it would like yeah. it would devastate me. Or get a Kobe uh, accusation right. or something like yeah. that. Like you just don't hear that. But stuff. it's like if you don't put yourself in that situation, it, it's not gonna happen. Well and then right? the and, and then the Kobe situation was a situation. One yeah. It never happened again. Right. And I'm right. sure if you could ask him now, he would tell you that was the biggest mistake I've made in my life. Yeah. Yeah. No no doubt for sure. And, you know, I I don't know why, but I keep thinking, like, I compare Tiger Woods to, the, uh, to Venus and Serena Williams. Like, I feel like that they both had similar upbringings. It was f- from the day they were born, he was going to be a golfer and they were going to play tennis. Their dads had that in them. And Adam, your coach, you see it, right? I mean, you've got Max, who's three, and 
I'm sure that there's dads out there already at that age group that are taking all of that personal as to oh, yeah. how they do it. And because everybody thinks nowadays that they're going to be the next Michael Jordan or the next LeBron James or the next Mike Trout. And in all honesty, the likelihood of that is about as good as winning the lottery. Right. It's just well, like I mean, it's just not going to happen for every single kid that comes. I mean, through what is, I think league. I've seen that like it's less than one percent of all athletes end up going end up pro. go pro. Yeah, like yeah. out of all the kids that play sports, less than one percent. I mean, you think yeah. the NBA, fifteen people make a roster. Fifteen. Yeah. There's only thirty teams. Yeah. I'm not a math guy, but that's. That's what? Let's look at that. 450 players. 400. See, he's a math guy. 450 players. Only 450 people can play professional basketball in the NBA. I don't care. Out of millions and millions of people. I don't care how good Junior is. The likelihood of him playing in the NBA is nada. (laughs) Right. Did you all, I don't know, this is just one, it fits right here. Did you ever see the TikTok of the little short, kind of chubby kid throw this basketball over to this dude and his mama go, he's going to be a pro. And the guy throws it back and it bounces off the kid's (laughs) head and he falls down on the floor. I I think I have. Oh my gosh. I have laughed at that video so many times. It's because it's like. Just because he threw a basketball to you, he's going to be a pro. He can't so, get so the ball. For right. every, so for every Richard Williams and for every uh, Earl, Earl, Woods. Earl Woods that push their kids beyond their limits, you have Bubba's all over the place that you, just their kids grow up resenting them and hating yeah. them because yep. they didn't want to do it. Their yeah. parents are living vicariously through their kids. Yeah. Because, you know, well, I won't give you the opportunities I never had. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, there's so many kids that don't want to play. Right. You know, you don't, you don't give them a choice. That's what we ran into with our oldest daughter. That's what we ran into. So she played basketball her sixth grade, seventh grade year. And, I mean, wasn't ever going to be a superstar, but was no. a good role player. A, a good role player. She fit that role that they wanted her to do great. And... Her eighth grade year comes around. She's like, I don't want to play. I was like, that's fine. Yeah. She's like, I didn't want to play last year, but I thought you all wanted me to. And I I just broke it down. I was like, look, you're basically at this year-round basketball here in Kentucky. You're at it year-round. That's a lot of time with something that you don't love. Yeah. So why would you even put yourself through that? Yeah. So if you want to quit, let's quit. I don't care what you do. Right. I mean. mean, Well, we've got a girl who goes to church with us, and it's 24 sets. She's good. She's good. She's and good. She's going to get a. She'll get a, a college scholarship yes. if she stays healthy. May even be on the the fringe of Miss Basketball. Maybe I mean so, she's going to be a sophomore, sophomore this year. So people don't understand that like Earl Woods had Tiger out at three, hitting five hundred and a thousand shots over every night. I can't get my three year old to sit still. And I mean, and that was after Earl Woods worked. And eight hour gives day. him coffee. And that was after he worked an eight-hour day. So the drive and the dedication that Earl Woods had to have. I keep wanting to call him Earl Campbell. I don't know why. <laughs> that would make the story more interesting. 
if Tiger Woods' dad was also a famous, really good football player. Right. And it would also make Tiger Woods a lot older than what he really is. Right. Um, But Tiger, without a doubt, all this aside, fundamentally changed the game of golf. Golf would not be what it is today if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. You got these golfers now hitting the weight room trying to improve their distance. And that's all because what Tiger Woods came in and did. Right. Before golfers, you wasn't touching the weight. I mean, one could say the LIV itself would not exist if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. Well, you look, I saw a funny meme on the internet that it was Tiger Woods and John Daly. And it was about pools. And it said, it, Tiger Woods, it said, it said uh, you having an, in, an, an in-ground pool. And then John Daly, it says, your friend across the street who has an above-ground pool. But just look physically at the difference in Tiger Woods and John Daly. Right. John Daly hasn't, has always been a big man, not quite as big as he is now, but always been a big man. You didn't have to be chiseled and ripped to play golf, which is why so many fat business owners did it. Because you weren't running everywhere. You weren't having to chase, like, you just... Hit the ball, jumped in the golf cart, and rode on. Tiger Woods coming along, and he's he's hitting the weight room. He's he wasn't as ripped and shredded as he is now, but he still he still had some muscle mass and was crushing the ball. And I think his best attribute was always his mid range game. Yeah, I mean he was a decent putter, but not great. Well, I mean, it's easy to put when you get the right. ball, the I mean, ball so close to the hole. When you're when, when you're three feet from the hole, you know. Yeah. Putting's not too bad. Right. Tiger Woods came along and changed golf. I would argue even without the majors record, Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer ever. I would agree with that. Just for what he's done for the game and everything, you, I'd agree. Now, what if scenarios? If Tiger doesn't have all this stuff, because after after the divorce and the scandals and the affairs, the car wreck happened, and he got addicted to opioids. He was he was he was on pills. Ended up having to go to rehab for that. And then it was after that that his body started breaking down. So it leads you to believe that he was the way he was dealing with injuries was he was just popping pills. Right. I don't even. I mean, I don't. Wouldn't even want to guess how many how many major championships he's probably won at this time. But he's definitely would have surpassed Jack. Yeah. And it makes you wonder if Tiger Woods would have kept going strong. Would a comp would a turn would a tour like the LIV a company like the LIV started up sooner? If they would have started up sooner. Would they have made a bigger push at Tiger? I mean, Tiger now says no, he's not going anywhere. Well, who wants Tiger Woods now, other than other than for his name? Right. That's all. I mean, for God's sakes, they're trying to sign Charles Barkley. He said he would consider leaving inside the NBA for it, and I don't want him to leave inside. Turner's the NBA. not going to let him. I no. think Turner's going to throw such. Are you a, serious? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he's still under contract for three years, thirty million. With inside the NBA, but he said if LIV wants to talk, he'd talk. That just makes LIV a joke. 
It's like a circus. They get a big name like Charles Barkley. But I mean, there's new there's new names going every week. Yeah. But you know, Tiger Woods not broken down has the has the majors record in the PGA. You know, he was chasing that. Tiger kind of came down to earth when everything crumbled around him, and everybody walked away from him other than Nike. I think Nike was mm-hmm. about the only sponsor that stayed with him. Yeah. And Nike was like. Do you know how much golf stuff we sell because of this guy? Yeah, like, no. We're not going to sell it without him. Nope. We're keeping Tiger. But now you've kind of seen Nike get out of the golf game yeah. altogether because Tiger's been out with surgery or whatever else has been going on. It's it's interesting to think maybe what happens if the LIV, you know, if Tiger is still formidable and he can still make a run every now and then, you got to – I mean, the LIV still threw money at him, but I felt I think they felt like they kind of had to. Like it's Tiger Woods, we kind of got to throw something at him. Right. You don't believe Tiger Woods can win another major? I don't think he can win another tournament. Well, I don't think he's going to play in anything other than majors. Do you think he can win another tournament? Gosh, I don't, I want to say yes because I remember Tiger in my head still like years ago, Tiger, and you just never count him out, but. It what we see now on the golf course, it's really hard to say. I feel he's like win. that we may see Tiger just ride off in the sunset within the next two years. How old is Charlie Woods? Twelve. I was gonna say I I was gonna say thirteen, but he might have four or five more years of golf left, and then he just kind of rides off into the sunset, hands things over to Charlie. We're talking about a guy, and I, and I don't want to go too into details because it's going to yeah, thirteen. It's going to go with our. It's going to go with our grand finale, but at twenty one, he won the Masters by twelve strokes. Just unreal. Like, I don't know that we'll ever see that again. And I think it shows how good Tiger was. If, if we do, it's going to be Charlie. But I also, I mean. He also came along at a time where there wasn't a whole lot of, like all the good good golfers, they were past their prime, and he kind of was the new. And then there were, meh, you know, so your VJ Sings, he was okay. Yeah. Your David Duvall's, he was okay till Tiger. Your Phil Mickelson, was okay until like after Tiger, but he came along like it was kind of the perfect storm, because. Tiger, young Tiger come along now with the young bucks they have now in, in, in golf would be super exciting to watch. Yeah. I I would say I would say this as we get ready to wrap up the second half. I think Tiger Woods saved golf at the time that he was here. Right? Like it was not one of those things that you saw on TV every weekend. You would see the majors, but I mean now it's pretty much every tournament's on TV. I think he saved it. I, I, like I, I like I really because did. it was an old man sport. Yeah, he made golf cool. Yeah. So I'll leave you with this question: If Tiger Woods wasn't of color, I won't I won't say black or African American because he's not. He's he's biracial. If he wasn't of color. Would he be that big a deal, and would he have made the impact, not just wins-wise, but on the global scale of, of what Tiger did to golf, 
if his name was Ron Jones. Ron Woods. If it wasn't, and he was just some old white boy from South Carolina. I don't know. Does color play anything into it? I tend to think yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, and it goes back to, it made golf cool. Well, it's just like ten- tennis with the Williams. Right. It made tennis cool because, you know, oh, well, up until this point, you know, you hear all the time, I don't see anybody that looks like me. Yep. You know, Yao Ming in the NBA. People of Asian descent didn't see many Asian players in the NBA until Yao Ming came along. They're like, oh, man, there's a ginormous Asian guy. Yeah. You think the same thing with tennis. Not a whole lot of color in tennis prior to the prior to the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. Golf. Not a whole lot of... It was mainly white Americans and Europeans. That's mm-hmm. who was in golf. Yep. So... You're right. Tiger Woods, his... His legacy, no matter what happened with all his scandals and his addictions and all that, he left golf in a better place than where he found it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Are we ready for the grand finale? Are you ready for the grand finale? I am. It's going to be a little off today. Oh, man. Just because we're down a member. Oh, okay. So we're going to do our Mount Rushmore, okay? Okay. And it's going to be your favorite Tiger Woods moment. Oh, gosh. I'm not prepared for that. Well, I told you it was going to be a little off. Are we doing what we did last week where each pick a Just one. one. Okay. Just one. And I will start... Uh, and I want to say I'm I'm trying to look because he's got one in mind that he I wants do. to make sure he gets. I, I've got down. I've got one in mind as well. Um, it was it was maybe he has 15 majors, correct? I think it was number 14 when he um, won the U.S. Open on basically the broke leg. I knew he was going to say that. I mean, I wanted to say. It was it, it was the 08 U.S. Open, and I mean I want to say you know him following the following the putt in with the you know the finger point at the Masters. Uh, I want to say the 19 Masters where he you know conjured up Tiger of old and won. But man, literally he played the entire tournament on one leg. Like at, at there's points that he has his club turned over using it as a cane. And I forget the shot he made, but he made one shot. I think it was it was uphill. He was he he went off the green, and like the look of disbelief, and he just laughs. Like I, he doesn't know how it went in. I'm just that good. So for me, and you're right. I wanted to make sure nobody else would take it, and I wanted to you know ramble on for a few minutes to give you guys a few seconds to look up Tiger Woods moments. Okay. Because I caught you off guard. But that's part of what the grand finale is about. So, I'm going to go with the 08 U.S. Open. I'm going to go with 2019, the Masters. It was the last major championship that he won. It was 10 years later after he won his previous Masters. 
We just have talked about this for a half an hour as to why. All the scandals, the the injuries, the addictions, and all that stuff. This is prior to him having the wreck. When he wins that Masters that year, everybody's like, he's back. Here we go. And he had a nice little run in 2019, and then the car wreck. And we're back to square one. And we're back to square one, which is why that I believe that will be the last major win for, for him and possibly one of the last few wins that, that, that he'll, he'll ever have. Okay. Well, Neil has a knack for somehow knowing exactly where my mind's going. I was th- as soon as you said Tiger Woods moment, the walk-in putt where he's pointing it all the way right. in instantly came to my mind. That, Is that the 2000 Masters? Uh, I couldn't find which year it was. I tried to Google see which year it was. It was 2001, maybe. Okay. But he hits the putt. And he and follows he, it. And he's on his tiptoes. Yeah. Like the little cartoon you see, <laughs> tiptoe. And he's pointing the whole time, and then it goes in. He gives the little fist pump. Yeah. Crowd goes crazy behind him. It's one of the best scenes in golf that you'll see. And I'm going to answer for Wes. I'll throw our fourth one out there. It's hard to beat the first Masters. I mean, he was play, I mean, he set the 54-hole record for in terms of score. He was playing with the defending Masters champion and Nick Faldo. He's 21 years old. And oh yeah, by the way, he just beats the course. Like he beats everybody else by 12 shots. Just insane. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And every now and then you'll see a run like that, but um, was it Jordan Spieth that had a big, like, dominant performance well, like that at the he, Masters one year? He Well, and that's when he won the Masters and he won U.S. Open. The U.S. Open, and it looked like he was going to run the table, and then he just kind of fell off. In closing, man, there's not much better in sports than Tiger Woods wearing red on Sundays, playing meaningful golf, given the, and I'm glad you brought it up, the Tiger Woods fist pump is one of the more iconic things in all of in, in not just golf, all of sports. Yeah. So, as I said earlier, Tiger Woods, in my opinion, scandals and addictions aside, is the greatest golfer to ever play the sport, and has fundamentally changed golf for the good, moving forward. Yeah. When Tiger's in contention, we all agree it's must-see TV. Mm-hmm. And that, you don't get that with golf. Which is why I still hold out hope. And I know, Sean, I know what you're saying. As I said, he's going to get to a point where he's only playing one tournament a year. Maybe two. So, it's going to have to be, the, again, the perfect storm. He's going to have to – this body's going to have to be right. His mind's going to have to be right. His game's going to have to go right. Like but, we saw Tom Watson do a few years ago. But I hold out hope. That we can see Tiger, if my preference, I know you all love the Open, and I know St. Andrews is Tiger's most favorite course. My hope is I get to see Tiger don the green jacket one more time. Oh, my favorite is is the Masters for for sure. I, I love I love watching the Masters. Um, I think it's one of the most the most special events that there is in sports. And, and and it's on the bucket list, but man, it is so freaking expensive to go. Yes, it is. So that's uh, 
it, it might stay way down in that bucket for a little while for sure. So another good show. Um, with four of us, it, it it would be really hard to do a four pack of uh, Steve Wisers. Yeah, no. Of uh, Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, you know, for for each of us. I to thought do we were f- back at SummerSlam. No, for each of us to do four. It would be. It, it, that would take a lot of time, and then and that would get us into uh, a longer range on the on the show for sure. We still like to thank everybody for sticking with us. We're glad we're in season two. We still need your help. We need some reviews on our podcast. That that really helps drive us up the the rankings. Invite all your friends to like us on Facebook. I was going to say, on Facebook, go to the community section of our page. There is a button there that literally says invite friends. Yeah. You click it, you go to the top box, select all, and it will send an invitation to every one of your friends. Literally takes five seconds. Right. There There are people that have thousands of friends, and I would be willing to bet that at least one of your friends might enjoy our show. Well, and, and, you know, I think what we're asking, I mean, we're asking people to give us a shot. Yeah. If you, I know we started out as a pro wrestling podcast. We talk about wrestling still because at our core, that's what we are. Yeah. We and, started, and we opened the show with we, wrestling. I was going to say. But it's SummerSlam weekend and we had huge. And we're literally on management. the road to SummerSlam. Right. Right now. Yeah. But we have. A request and our request is give us a shot yeah give us a listen don't just tune it in and bl- blow us off 30 seconds in okay listen to the whole show if you like it great if not great too you, you you at least gave us a shot and i think we have some pretty cool prizes that we're going to give away but it's only going to happen if you follow us on facebook that's true there's 270 people that follow us on our Facebook page. As Wes said in the blender the, yesterday yeah. in the audio message. He was. Gale Force if, wins. If all 270 people would just listen to one show and give us a shot. I mean, they obviously are liking us because they're friends with us or something like that. And it's easy to get people to like a page on Facebook. But now the next step comes. Listen to the show. And then give us a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter. We're trying to do a better job on TikTok. I think we have some great plans for this show. And the whole month of August is going to be dedicated to football. I mean, how much better is that? Everybody loves football. We have finally made it through the offseason. Yeah. So, I mean, you gave us our first your first stock report today. Right, right. I mean, that's how excited we are for football. Next week's show... We're going to do a little fantasy football college edition. Then we're going to wind up, we'll do, uh, we're going to do the uh, college football preview. We'll do the NFL preview. And we're going to wrap up the month of August right before the season starts with our prediction show. I've already created out spreadsheets for us to be able to fill in our picks for the entire season. So we can keep up with this and compare it after the season's over with. And you know there's one of us who is going to hate the prediction show because they don't like to be wrong. 
And if he is if wrong, he's he not going to apologize for it. I, I'm not saying he's going to be wrong because I got a good idea. His <laughs> who would I apologize to? <laughs> to who? You buffoons? <laughs> Tony Khan needs an apology before anybody else. Tony Khan will never get an apology. He is the longest reigning CEO. In Liar. <laughs> Billy Corrigan. NWA. NWA. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. Awesome. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Tell us your favorite Tiger Woods moment out on social media when we share this out. Tell, tell us who your, what your favorite moment was. We'd love to hear it. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.